The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Engaging conversation with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the Afternoon News on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. Okay, 306 on the 630 Chad Afternoon News. Thanks for joining us. It's a Thursday afternoon. Uh, Carol King, uh, beautiful the musical tickets coming up. Dirks Bentley beat the box office tickets still to come. We're done at 530 making way for the city Ford face-off show. We've been talking about this Health Canada consultation document, which is um, exploring the possibility of, of adding warnings uh, to cigarette packaging and cigarettes in general yeah. so to the actual, to the actual cigarettes. cigarettes themselves so yeah so either on the filter, 25 would have 25 warnings on each like one on each cigarette yeah so it'd be on like the the stick part or on the mm-hmm. on the filter part and whether or not some people think that this would be an absolutely brilliant idea others are you know poo-pooing it quite um harshly gary has been holding patiently hi gary hi how are you good what's on your mind well I'm not a smoker, first of all, so this might be a dumb idea, but I think if Health Canada had teeth, they would first of all restrict how much nicotine is in a cigarette and slowly over the years say, pass a law that says if you're going to sell cigarettes in Canada, it has to have this much nicotine, and then over the years you lower it until eventually you, you eliminate the addictive drug in um, cigarettes and eventually hopefully people can actually break the habit but also um in the states during the senate hearings when they had the tobacco companies in front of the senate um they admitted they actually spike more nicotine and lights and extra lights because when people are trying to quit they generally will switch from a regular cigarette to a light or extra light mm-hmm. but the problem is there's actually more nicotine in those mm. products that's so right they're actually more addictive mm. But we, can, you know, listen. I hate to but, state the obvious, but I mean, let's say government doesn't want us to quit smoking. If they did, they would outlaw well, cigarettes. Well, they just have to outlaw nicotine, and then you're just basically smoking a tobacco product like it used to, like it originally was, until these companies put in this addictive drug in it. So it actually looks like that because if the if you if a food contained a dangerous drug in it, the the Health Canada would make that ingredient illegal or tell you you couldn't sell it in Canada but with cigarettes they don't do that so there is another I don't know maybe there's too Mm -hmm. many tobacco lobbyists I don't know but well it's an interesting question and one of our other listeners texted it as well why is there so much harmful garbage in a cigarette there must be another way to do it you know I heard there's 270 chemicals in a cigarette. Now that goes into the filter and to all kinds of things, but um, why are there so many chemicals in uh, Mm -hmm. something that started out as a natural little product? Or would they allow a tobacco company to make a cigarette that's nicotine-free? Would they allow that to compete in the industry? And I don't think they would. Yeah, great point. the lobbyists, etc. Thanks for the call, Gary. Appreciate it. So just looking up nicotine. Uh, nicotine is found in the leaves of the Nicotina rustica in amounts of 2 to 14% in the tobacco plant. So it's also naturally in the tobacco plant, but not mm-hmm. at the... Uh, it uh, constitutes 
0.6 to 3% of the dry weight of tobacco. Huh. Mm-hmm. Did not know that. Yeah, just reading this here. People mm-hmm. are funny, eh? People are so militant on this kind of thing. When you talk smoking, you get one of three types of texts. One is, here's how to quit. But again, person has to want to quit. The next is, why would you possibly ever pay this much money uh, for something that's killing you or, or that's harmful to you? Well, you buy fast food, don't you? You buy booze, don't you? You're not in shape, are you? Why are you killing you? You know, it's, it's easy to just pick something like cigarettes and go, well, only the stupidest of people would have a cigarette when it's clearly not healthy for you. All of you do health, unhealthy things every day. There's people that don't drive with seatbelts on. Sure. Yeah. Why would you not use your right turn signal? Don't having you, have, you, you know going I mean? home like, and having a couple glasses of wine tonight. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a funny thing. And I appreciate everyone's input and everything. I'm, I'm sort of, uh, you know, I've been busy trying to answer everybody, but the answer is the same to everybody who's been texted in. So perhaps I'll just say it again. A person has to want to quit. Like I'm, I'm, I'm not sitting here talking into this microphone, going, "Please help me quit." No, I actually know the steps to quit because I stopped for two years. You know what? I know what works for Andrew, me. Andrew, watching my 600-pound life last night, and again, yeah, the I saw two that of us too. with a two yeah. of us watch that, and yep. I know on a regular basis it goes through our, our heads. Is like, and their heads. How in the world d- d- does someone get that big? Right. How do you let without the body doing anything get so, about it? Right. Yep. But when you talk about addictions mm-hmm. and you talk about uh, cravings and needs and wants and how it happens, oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't know how it happens. You'd like to think it's never going to happen to you. But next thing you know, maybe you're smoking two packs of smoke today. Lynn's on the phone. Hey, Lynn. Oh, hey, Andrew and um, Jay. I, I'm not even getting your name right. Hi. Thanks for taking my phone call. It's really hard to quit smoking. Yeah. Um, and. I agree with Andrew. I don't think the government wants to, us to quit smoking. There are so many chemicals and carcinogenics in cigarettes. It's not funny. Um, <clears throat> my kids now are in their 20s, and um, they're smoking nicotine through these vapes. So, you know, how soon are they going to start putting chemicals and stuff in there? But, um, it's, a, it's, a pretty, it's a pretty awful substance. Um, anyway. How long have you been smoking for, Lynn? Oh, I quit ages ago. Oh, did you? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a it's a really it's a really hard habit to to to, to kick. Mm-hmm. I always used to laugh and say I'm really good at quitting. I keep quitting and starting and quitting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The uh. other thing I wanted to quickly give you the heads up on, and I don't know whether you touched on the subject or not, but um, this thing about the government wanting to randomly select is it five or fifty thousand Canadian citizens' bank. Yeah, no, we talked, oh, yeah, about, we it talked about it Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm, I missed yesterday's show because, you know, really, <clears throat> that's a terrifying thing. Well, the good news is the privacy commissioner is uh, launching a probe into this now. We'll get we'll touch on it uh, in yeah. a little bit coming up, but yeah, yeah it's um, the banks haven't turned over anything yet. The privacy commissioner is saying that they're going to look into it. We'll we'll update you here coming up, Lynn. But yeah, you're not alone on feeling that way. A lot of people really ticked off about this one. I read I read somewhere, and I feel it's very true that dictators and um, that are regimes throughout the world, what they do is they take a little bit of your freedom away um, so often and they take a little bit more and they take a little bit more until one day the people wake up and realize they have no freedom. Mm -hmm. 
And this is the sort of thing that frightens me. That, that's mean, exactly what, many... yeah, when we brought this topic up yesterday, the day before, or whenever it was, that's exactly the point I made right off the top, is that uh, it, it's just so tone deaf of a government. Yeah to think that we wouldn't have a problem with this. But it's like, like you say, take a little bit of freedom away, take a little bit of freedom away. And pretty soon, you know, you'll hear that they're reading every email or they're, mm-hmm. you know, and you'll go, well, what are you going to do, right? But you need yeah. to stop it when you see it. Yeah, it, yeah. Stop it before it starts. Right. Well, but here's the thing, Lynn. I, I think we'd be stupid to think that it's not happening on a regular basis, that all sorts of different companies are not mining or, or mm-hmm. keeping track of our, our information. The fact that yeah. we know about it and it's so blatantly obvious. Well, you know what the difference is, you two? Yeah, I agree with you. But here's the difference, you two, and I think you'd both agree. You know, sometimes when you stop and think, boy, Facebook knows too much about mm-hmm. me and they shouldn't, right? And, and, or, and you say, you know, government should do something to make Facebook more secure or you know what my uh, my carrier knows too much about my phone usage you know government should do but when it's government that's doing it you're like wait a minute aren't you the one who's supposed to be protecting me from information mining and even the fact that they've said that the privacy commissioner is going to look into it doesn't he work for the government, I mean, you yeah, know. but with yeah, yeah, I mean, it's at arm's yeah. length, but still, saying, but still, right. So that's yeah. the guy who's going to look out for me. Yeah, you've got you've got a good point, but I still find it terrifying. I I um I own shares in a in a family business um, in the United Kingdom, and um, the only bank in Canada that allows you to bring sterling into uh, a sterling account or a British pound account is um, the HSBC. Uh-huh. Anyway. It seems like every time I go to make a transaction with them, I have to give them more and more and more information (laughs) about why I got the money, where it came from, so on and so forth. So it's just everything seems to be coming, getting so more personal, um, interfering in, 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 in life. And I find that fairly scary. Yeah, you're not alone, Lynn. You're not alone. (laughs) No, thanks for the call. Thanks for taking it. Yeah, yeah, you bet. Uh, Glenn wants to go back to smoking. Hi, Glenn. Actually, I don't want to go back. Well, what I'm saying is we, we, you want to go back to talking about smoking, Glenn. Yeah, briefly. Um, about the same age as Andrew. Mm-hmm. Um, well, well, January 11th, 1982 is when I gave it up for good. So I hadn't been smoking that long at that time. But just briefly, I haven't got my dad who had been smoking for 40 years to quit doing the same idea Columbia at the time. The time. Many times, like the last lady said, I was an expert at quitting smoking, but, but it never pulled it off. So basically what I did was it's a habit. You just got to replace that habit with another habit. Mm-hmm. So what The I habit is the worst part. Exactly. You, the chemical is gone out of your body in like four days. That's right. So if you can quit for four days, you know it's gone. So after that, it's simply the habit. So what I would would do is have a mental list that I'd write down or put in my head of all the reasons why I want to quit smoking. So whenever the, the, the urge would come on, I would get this list out or, or repeat it to myself over and over again until the, 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 the desire went away. I was going to school in British Columbia at the time, uh, British Columbia, BCIT, in tests and whatnot, so it was a really stressful time. So it was a, I thought it was a good time to try to get through the, you know, the smoking. 
so what I would do is I put I pop a candy like a hard uh, candy that would last like five minutes or whatever, right? So it was, something would be in my mouth, and I'd have my pencil in my hand. So basically, uh, I replaced something in my hand and something in my mouth mm-hmm. for, for a period of time, and then repeat all those things. And uh, basically, uh, so it, and then subject myself to all the things that made me want to smoke the most. Like, go out to the bar with, with my roommates. And the first time, it, it sucked. It, 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 it was crazy. I could, I could barely get through it. But then I went out the next day or a week later or whatever with them, and that was easy again. Mm-hmm. And get in the car. Start the car up. How can you start a car up with a cigarette? Couldn't do it initially, but you get through it. The next time, it was easy. How long did it take and you before you didn't have any cravings left, Glenn? Um, maybe total of about a year. Wow. Yeah. Well, good for you yeah. and good on it, you for it got quitting. Easier. It got, it got easier within, within maybe a couple of weeks. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But prior to that, prior to that, I'd cut down, cut down to the ones that you needed to have. Mm-hmm. And I think someone talked a couple of days about, about that. You know, just, you know, you had to have the ones that, you know, at the bar, you had to have the one car start the car or or after uh, you know a meal or whatever, so I cut it down to just those ones, and then I said, "Screw it, Let's just cut them all out." Good for you. And repeat to your, repeat to yourself why you're doing it. And they were sixty-five cents a pack back then. <laughs> sixty-five cents a pack. Glenn, thanks for the phone call. Appreciate you taking the time. It's three twenty. We'll take a quick break here. On the other side, Pat wants to get back to the banking conversation. 22 back and forth between uh, smoking and, and uh, warnings on cigarettes and cigarette packaging and uh, this uh, banking story that came up uh, and about um, Stats Canada getting access or wanting access to Canadians' private banking information. Right. Now, the banks haven't, the eight big banks, haven't turned over anything yet. The privacy Not commissioner... Not this time, but no. they have, of course, accessed in the past, as we spoke about yesterday, I believe it was 15 thousand credit card accounts to take a look but at that. But that wasn't through banks. That was through uh, credit bureaus like through trans, the credit bureaus, right. Like through um, yep. TransUnion and that sort of thing. So, hi, Pat. What's on your mind? Boy, am I ever glad to speak to you guys about this because I was livid when I first heard this. It was a Monday evening. I was listening to a program, and it was a former privacy commissioner, I believe, of Ontario. She is now a professor at Ryerson University, and she said we should all be alarmed by this, and we should go to our bank managers and our member of parliament. So Tuesday morning, I was at the door of my bank when it opened, talked to the bank manager. She really didn't know anything about it but said she would bring it to their team meeting. I went from there to Sohi's office. Um, they were the only ones that I got kind of the brush off that really weren't concerned or interested that I should be interested. Went to my own MP's office. Uh, they did not know about it at the time, but were very interested and took my information and whatnot. From there, I came home and I tried to phone the Privacy Commissioner of Canada and the Statistics Canada. I couldn't even access, um, there was no answer on their line or anything. So I did have a number through the bank for the president of my bank, which happens to be Scotiabank, called them, got a very good uh, listening from them, and his secretary phoned me the next day, that was Wednesday morning, to tell me that Scotiabank will not be cooperating Mm. with this um, Mm. um, request. 
um, because they did not feel that it was warranted. So what that lady was saying to me, the one who spoke up about it first, is that it's inherent on us as citizens to go to our bank managers, to go to our members of parliament and make our views known. And you know what, honestly, and it sounds like an exhaustive uh, process that you've just been through, but it doesn't have to be. If you know, online and, and bank... you know what, Andrew? I, was, I had the time and I was delighted to do it yes. because I'm fed up with this. And I'm this, glad you did do it. I'm glad you did do it. But... Our name, yep. our address, exactly. our gender, our age, and every, and every purchase and service that we would have within the year. And then they said that, that the name and all this, and our SIN number, which we're told we are not supposed to be giving out. Yeah, that's right. And that then at the end of a year, that name attached to that information. Well, the thing is, all this information is available through other areas. We should not have to do this. And I was very, very pleased that I got a call back from the, from the president of Scotiabank, so I give them high regard for following through on this. And I would hope that it is true that when the time comes that they are being pressured, because they are going to be pressured, because statistic can Canada is adamant that they have a right to do that. It is legal. It well, is, it is it legal. Is legal. Yeah, it is. It's absolutely it is legal. legal. Uh, yep. You know, through whatever, was there's it Bill C-13, I think it was? Uh, or, or no, yeah, 12. Um, yeah, I yep. There's two different privacy or right, two right. different right. But here's the thing. What I was going to say is, uh, you know, everyone who's listening is probably, oh, good for her for doing that. But it really takes two seconds. If you go to any member of parliament's site, there's a contact mm-hmm. uh, button. And if you go to any online banking, there's a contact us. And all you have to really say is one sentence. I am against mm-hmm. Statistics Canada collecting information on its citizens with regard to bank accounts, right? That's yep. all you have to do. Well, if, thank you, Andrew. I'm not techie yet. yet. Yeah, I'm getting yeah. there. I'm in my 70s. <laughs> oh, no worries, no worries. Oh, but, but yeah, you know, if you have... If, if, like if, if, if any bank or MP gets a million of those, yeah. yep. trust me, they're going to do something about it. Yeah. Anyways, Thanks. I'm really happy to get through. I've been trying to get through to your station the last couple of days to get the information out, but I haven't been successful, so I'm delighted to have been able to do that. Well, oh, great to hear to from you, you, Pat. Thanks for giving us a shout. Uh, appreciate it lots. Um, I was going to say something. The one thing, too, is, you know... It, it, <laughs> All of us upset about it. The fact that the prime minister defended it. Right. That's my biggest problem with this. You know, so Candace Bergen, you know, it was yesterday or the day before. Candace Bergen? Yeah, it is. That's her name. Wow. Yeah. Um, The MP. Yes. And she, you know, asked about it, asked about it, asked about it. But he he stood up and he he defended it. And to me, that's, I, I know there's the law in place and it is legal to do. But at the end of it all... Mr. Prime Minister. It's tone deaf. That's the problem I have with it. It's tone deaf. It's the same as... TikTok, TikTok, when's the election? If I tell a city councillor that it takes 15 crews to plant a tree, even if that's true and even if it's necessary, I want the councillor to go, what? That's ridiculous. Mm. And when the Prime Minister finds out that citizens' private information attached to their social insurance number is being harvested... Right, I want him to say, oh my God, that's ridiculous. And and when he doesn't do that, he doesn't represent me anymore. And isn't that what he is, my representative? Go on, Google Statistics Canada and the and the rules and the laws around it, and you'll end up in a black hole oh, of yeah. reading stuff. We did it yesterday. Yes. It's unreal, the number of different surveys and whatnot they are taking. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us. 
until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms. <laughs> 